0: all right welcome back to another episode of fresh and buds i am your host tommy fresh and you guys are all my buds forever and ever and i am joined by somewhat of a bud i would say more of a troll uh mr mo bogsley aka mark johnson how you doing buddy
1: i'm great i'm great so such a good thing to be here
0: (laughs) yeah uh, you know we we've uh um we've known each other for some time now and and you know we had been talking about getting you on the podcast and you know you're you're somewhat of a uh i guess a ranch enthusiast, so I had been hesitant, uh, but I'm glad to get you on here, buddy. Uh, how, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. I actually just had some ranch with my pizza this morning, so today's a great day. I'm so happy. Some <laughs> new wizards cards just got spoiled today too, so like Wizard Nation, rise up!
0: Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Uh, we'll 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 get back to whatever this ranch is uh, at the end of the show, but uh, I, I do want to. Before we get into it, I want to thank the sponsor of the show, which is the Patreon. All of you patrons out there, I have a Patreon. Uh, we get a little silly on there. Um, you know, you can hop on, listen to some bonus episodes of me talking to myself. And and then you can also kind of, uh, you know, help me, you know, come up with some cool things to do on the YouTube channel, um, which I'm, I'm trying to build up right now. So um, let's get into it, Mark. I want to learn... A little bit about you i want i want the world to know about you tell us Let's about your humble beginnings
1: oh so um i started flesh and blood around monarch i started with the blitz decks my first ever blitz deck was Leviathan, and i thought smash with big tree was the coolest card in the world <laughs> i love the art i love the flavor and then i realized it's just not playable and it made me really sad so i jumped over to chain I fell in love with Chain. Shadow heroes in general are just sick.
0: They sure are. They sure are. Um, Chain, so I I had a similar beginning as you with with Flesh and Blood anyway, in terms of, you know, uh, I I loved Levi and Chain. I was like, these are way cool. I I did like Bolton too, but Prism, But I agree 100% yeah I mean, you know i I've, I've said it a million times now, but it was just it just turned me off that anytime I was on the prison blitz deck, that Leviat would just you know spank me because everything had phantasm. So, <laughs> yes <laughs> but um let's let's go into a little bit before flesh and blood. Uh, what are your history like what is your history with uh, TCGs in general?
1: Yeah, so my first TCG was a TCG called the World of Warcraft trading card game, the WoW TCG. Uh, I started that because I started to play WoW, and I realized in the WoW TCG you can get like in-game stuff from the packs. Well, so I was cool. like, I'm going to start cracking these packs and try to get some like in-game mounts or whatever. Uh, and I just realized the game was a ton of fun, so I started playing the WoW TCG. Uh, started traveling for events. Uh, sadly, that game is no longer with us because of Hearthstone. So Hearthstone kind of killed uh, that game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, went over to Magic. Fell in love with Magic for a long time, like I'm sure most of us have. Uh, but then I've played everything under the sun after that. Uh, if it's a card game, I've probably played it at least once. Uh, loved it or hated it. I've been around the block a few times.
0: Now, you you do or have streamed a little bit. You have a YouTube channel. What What were you streaming and stuff?
1: Yeah, so I used to stream on Twitch. Um, I streamed a lot of Dead by Daylight and this game called SOS. It was a 16-player battle royale, but it wasn't focused on the battle royale part per se. It was more about like making friends on the island and then betraying them later. So <laughs> only three people could escape out of the 16, and you can high-five them. They're on your team, you work together. But at any point, you can shoot them in the back of the head, take all their stuff, and leave them behind, so... It was a lot of, like, PvE, PvP, trust, betrayal. If you saw the same person twice and, you know, you killed them last time, there's some tension. So, it was fun.
0: That's a, That sounds like actually a pretty fun game to watch on, on Twitch, um, you know. Yeah, it was made for Twitch.
1: Sadly, that also died. Everything
0: I love dies, but... <laughs> well, hopefully, Flesh and Blood <laughs> sticks around. And, you know, things are going well with Flesh and Blood, but, you know... It, I guess there's always a chance but it's not looking like it right now and and I think uh that's pretty good. Now, in terms of watchability on Twitch, how do you feel in general the um the I guess viewability of tournaments has been on the internet for flesh and blood because it, we have high, like it's high praise, you know, we have amazing casters uh, you know, doing it, we got DM Armado, we got Flake, we got we got a bunch of people. Now, you know that being said, you know sometimes viewing cards via a camera can be tough. Do you think that there's any improvements we can do? Yeah, so card tournaments online
1: is always hard. If you play the game, if you love the game, it's easy to follow, easy to understand. But for any new players or newer players, it's not a great experience. The casters can do everything that they can. The production's always good. Flesh and Blood's up there. Mm-hmm. But we almost need something better. Uh, Loading Ready Run does magic streams. And they have a card reader in the middle of the playmat. That whenever you play a card, it like pops up nice and big for everybody. We almost need one of those in Flesh and Blood. Uh, the commentators are already good about like pulling the cards up instantly. But if we had something like you, you, when you play the card, you put it there, and then it just pops up nice and big. Or I know uh, for Magic Arena, if you click on the Twitch stream, it pulls the card up for you specifically. If we have something like that where, like, when I... the live stream is going on, you can just click on the screen, and it tells you exactly what cards are on the field.
0: I think it would help a lot, but I'm not sure how to make that work. Why not, Mark? Why don't you know how to make that work? No, I'm I, you know... <laughs> um I'm yeah, not a yeah, I, I I agree, I agree. But you know, I guess like the toughest thing that I've seen personally has been the the different pitch strips, right? Because we have oh, one hundred percent. It is it is a very cool way that they've designed this game and play wise, it's awesome, right? But for viewing purposes, can get a little iffy. That being said, it's not so much of a problem in in uh constructed as it is like on um, limited tournaments because you know i think i remember you know when we were getting those tales of aria callings where you know it was very confusing like oh is that the is that the yellow is that the blue is that the red um at least with constructed you know what's in the deck typically you know outside of i guess uh an example would have been like seeds of agony it was like oh which one is that though um it doesn't matter as much in that regard but yeah that's one thing that I've always wondered you know as someone who has streamed how they kind of view that and how it could be improved I guess it would take some serious technological advances and it's one of those things that is also just limited to like the it's a cardboard card game so it's it's hard (laughs) but that being said you know you're a very competitive, Flesh and Blood player. I would say, were you were you that competitive in other TCGs?
1: Ah, uh, so I'm very competitive in Flesh and Blood, but I still do put fun first. Let's just get that out there. I'm playing these tournaments to have fun; winning's a second thought. Uh, but yeah, uh, when I started playing the WoW TCG, I had a lot of like top finishes. Uh, I never made top eight in the events, but I was always like right on the brink of like breaking through. Uh, Magic, I had two... Well, I had a top eight and then a bubble out of top eight. So I had a top eight in a Nerd Rage tournament, and then I went to a Star City Games Open and uh, lost my winning in for top eight back-to-back weekends. So Oof. very competitive. I like the thrill of doing well. I like the challenge of doing well. And, yeah, it just... It feels great to do well in a tournament that you put so much time and love into.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's another nice thing about Flesh and Blood is uh, you can get those results from hard work, right. As opposed to, you know, some other games, you know, you're, you're at the will of, of the RNG, the inherent variance of, of those games. While we still have variants in flesh and blood, it is, is definitely mitigated. Um, so I want to talk about when we first met in person, we had, you know, obviously talked online. You were at nationals in Orlando and you know, I saw you from a mile away because you were rocking some Crocs. Do you want to tell us a little bit about those Crocs? Yeah, so
1: they are some good old limited edition Lightning McQueen light-up Crocs.
0: These things are beautiful. <laughs> Wait, is this a fabled uh, Croc or something like that? What? It is. It is extremely
1: hard to find. <laughs> I signed up for the uh, purchase like website thingy twice. Did not get selected to buy them either times. Had to go uh, to eBay just to find them. Are you serious, actually? i would 100% serious. I paid $110 for those Crocs.
0: Oh, um, okay. All right. Well, I understand why you wear them every single time now. Uh, they, are, they are stylish. They are um, incredible. Do you find that these Crocs increase your game? I I think they're lucky cracks to be honest. My game went up a ton
1: since I started wearing them. All
0: right? What do? Why do you think that is? Do you think it's you know? Are you a big Pixar guy and and just kind of like you live and and breathe it, or are you just like a big just like Kerchow is is you know your like, I guess catchphrase.
1: I think it's mainly the Kachow, you know? I, <laughs> I saw them. I was like, these are so stupid. I need these in my life. Like, I love Disney. I love Pixar. I love all that. But when I saw these shoes, I'm like, those are so stupid. They light up, too. That's hilarious. And now the, the most expensive pair of shoes I've ever owned. I think they're like $400 now on eBay. It's insane.
0: Are you serious? $400? I, it's hilariously
1: insane, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is like... So wild because we, I mean, I am so out of that world. And I think probably most people are so out of that world. The fact that Lightning McQueen Crocs are $400 is insane. Now, <laughs> are they on a, <laughs> um, are they on a reserved list? Uh, <laughs> will they never get reprinted or? or... I
1: hope they do. I-, I would like another pair because my pair no longer line up. Unfortunately, I have killed the batteries, but we will see.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully disney disney gives that to us we need the reprint disney we do uh, <laughs> but uh but anyway when i did meet you you were on dash now uh dash is in a tumultuous spot right now in in flesh and blood certainly playable and and has some flexibility in terms of builds how do you feel about dash right now going into uprising
1: um, so I actually took Dash to a top four finish in a pro quest two weeks ago. I oh. think she's still good. Uh, Aggro Dash is a great place. I took Hayden Dale's list, and just copied it, and played it. Um, did super well with it. Uh, the problem with Dash is there's a lot of item hate, and as soon as players start playing Dash, the item hate comes out with it. So yeah. I don't think she's ever gonna be the best deck because of it. I don't know why she's so hated by LSS, but there's so much <laughs> item hate out there that it's rough to play her. But no, but she can she can go mid range, she can go aggro, she can go full control. You can do so much with her toolkit that I think she'll always be right on the brink of being good.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. You know, she definitely falls into that category of hey, this will this could never be top tier because. You can't show up to an event with people prepared for it and to and do well. You know, it's it's a lot like Kano, right? Which we'll get to in a bit. You know, if people are expecting Kano, you're just going to run into high AB all day, and that's a very tough task. If people were expecting Leviah, uh I don't. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they ever will be, but if they are you know people will play in a way that can beat her you know the there's these decks that can only just spike it seems like they can't they can't just be the consistent winners um speaking of kano though you have seen some success with with uh kano in blitz you top two battle hard in new jersey tell us yeah that was about a surreal that. moment yeah. Um, well, I mean, well, first of all, you, you you had to fight through a billion oldums to get there.
1: Yeah, so going into the tournament, uh, I wanted to play Kano in the Pro Tour. I thought about it. I had the deck list with me. Uh, my team was like, no, I don't play Kano. It's the Pro Tour. Play a real deck. <laughs> uh, so the Battle Harden comes around, and I'm, I'm looking at my deck box, and I'm like, I only have Kano and Blitz. It's that or Leviathan Blitz, and... I was like, I'm going to play Kano. I'm just going to do bad, but I'm going to have fun. It's my favorite deck to play. Uh, everyone's like, Kano can't beat old him. Kano's not good in this meta. I had zero time to test splits because I was so focused for the Pro Tour that I took my list that I made a YouTube video on and just went with it. No play testing, no testing, just like all theory, all this should be good on paper, but I haven't played it yet kind of mm-hmm. ideas. And I was talking to a Kano play before round one, and he told me that the only way to beat old him was putting time snap potions in your deck and two nourishing emptinesses and double nourishing them. And I was like, that seems hilarious and also really hard to set up. Um, so I didn't switch my deck. I ended up switching like four cards before the tournament. And we just said, we're going to do it. We're just going to do it live and hope my theory crafting, my deck building is good enough to win me games. And here we are now. We were doing two in the Battle Harden.
0: You so you did do the double nourishing emptiness. No, stuff? no, oh I you, know. you ended up not doing that. it. Okay, I thought I mean, about it. Oh, yeah, I mean, because I mean, that is the kind of thing that makes me be like, oh, I could do that, you know. And it probably just doesn't. I mean, that's that's so hard to set up. But it, it was pretty pretty awesome. Obviously, I would have loved to have seen you win the tournament. But it's cool that you still get a PTI from from Battle in New Jersey. Do you plan on using that for France, or are you going to hold it for um, a closer pro tour?
1: So I wanted to go to France. I was all excited uh, when I made top two. I was actually like, oh my God, I'm going to France. Like, I'm locked in. Uh, But I just got a new job, and Mm -hmm. I have a cruise planned for that weekend already as well. So there's just no way that I can swing going to France, unfortunately. Uh, So it looks like that would be my world's invite if I need to use it for world's. Oh, true. You can use it for worlds as
0: well. That's just yeah, nice. Yeah.
1: Um, awesome. If they use, uh, constructed or limited Elo, I should be able to get out on that. But we'll just see what they end up using. So I'm holding my
0: breath that I can save it. All right, cool, cool, cool. Now, so you you rocked Kano in Blitz, and <laughs> your your teammates convinced you not to do it in CC for the Pro Tour, although it seemed to have been a good choice that that weekend. Uh, are you going to be rocking uh, Wizard and CC going forward? Or, or are you playing around with some other stuff? Uh,
1: I think Kano's in that spot where it's weird. As we said, if they're teching for it, it's hard to win. Uh, my team was on uh, Starvo with AB4. Oh, wow. So they assumed all the other Starvos would have at least 2, 3, or 4. Uh, we assumed that everybody would have at least AB2 because Chain was so good. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to block the 2 and 2. So like, there's no way they're not running less than two and crown. And already that's like kind of rough for Kano. And then anything else they throw in is rough. Uh, but in the future, I played Kano with the last two pro quests. Uh, went four, two, and one and missed top eight through the tiebreakers. And went three, three, and the other. Um, I think he's in a really good positioned right now. And I think with the new set, he's only going to get better. So I'm super excited to see what happens.
0: Yeah, we're we're gonna be talking about some Uprising spoilers because they're uh well I guess they're pretty much done at the time of us recording this and and uh you know there's some box breaks and stuff like that, that uh that seem to be going on. So um it, it is exciting. Now obviously Kano in a interesting spot right now, but what about Icelander? How do you feel about rocking Icelander in C?
1: Uh, I've been looking at all the cards. I'm super excited about her. Any wizard is a good wizard, in my opinion. <laughs> but, yeah, if these go-wide strategies, like the breakout deck, Ice just says no. Yeah, And I think that's where you need to be. Um, But again, then she can't beat Old Him, or Bravo, or these OG, like, I-can-do-one-thing-a-turn kind of decks. Yeah. So she's going to be in this weird spot of, like, she's good against the aggro decks, really bad against the old hymns of the world. So you got to like balance it and
0: yeah, yeah, you you have to balance it. She's yeah, it's she's going to be an interesting spot. I feel like she's a little more resistant to the the meta call than than things like Kano, right? Cuz she has some versatility in her game plan, but uh it, it will be interesting to see how she plays out. Uh now you are part of a team. I've seen you rock your team jersey before and i i was part of your team once upon a time in a little <laughs> team blitz um but uh tell us a little bit about team ascent
1: yeah so team ascent is a team of some of the best players in the world in my opinion uh we have a top four u.s nationals finish we have a second place calling finish uh we actually won four back-to-back pro this season Whoa. um so we're just dominating the scene, in my opinion, at least. Uh, most of the guys are from Colorado. Uh, there's two of us from Chicago and one of us from Florida, I believe.
0: How, do, how does uh, how here. does that go uh, when when you guys are all over the the country like that?
1: Oh, so we have a Discord. We have a lot of like theory crafting, and we'll jump on webcam or tabletop simulator all times during the day and just jam games. If you want to play a game, they will be there to play
0: with you. So it's sweet. And that's really the next step for, for kind of getting better in, in your game, right? You know, having like a kind of community team around you to play with you whenever you can, and also be able to tell you, Hey, listen, this is, this is, you got to start doing something like this, or, you know, don't play that in that, that order, you know, you, you need that kind of open door policy i guess with 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 players on your team and it seems to be working for you guys we got second place in
1: the community competitive league uh so that was pretty sweet too we did really well we didn't lose a single round until the finals so i think as a team we have a bunch of very smart players very good players we have limited specialists we have constructed specialists uh we actually had two of the Players in the Battle Hard in New Jersey, both in the top eight. Uh, Easton got fourth, I got second. So just lots
0: of high skill level there. So what you're saying is, look out for Team Ascent. They're they're coming for you. You know, one hundred percent. Do you guys have like a rival team? I don't think we have a rival team really yet. Uh, we are sponsored by
1: hometown TCG. Okay, and I would assume he would say our rival team is Louis' team. Okay. uh just because they have a podcast together but you know
0: <laughs> that i don't makes think sense. have an
1: actual actual you know
0: <laughs> rival yeah well you know um whenever i get a team um team buds i mean we we won't even need rivals we'll just be a dynasty so it's not even you know we will not even go there um now we're gonna get to my favorite part of the podcast the fresh faves mark This is a segment where I ask you some of your favorite things in Flesh and Blood. Some of your favorite cards. Are you ready? I'm so ready. First, who is your favorite hero? Uh,
1: So this has changed since I started. Uh, I started with Chain. Big lover of Chain with all that cool stuff you could do. Uh, But I think it's just Kano now. I think it's hands down. Just Kano is the hero that made me begin the game, to be honest. I was watching... Uh, LSV, um, Mm -hmm. in a Channel Fireball video, he was doing Kano versus... I don't even know what it was. Watching that video of Kano doing Kano things, I'm like, what is this game? How do I get started playing? (laughs) Then I realized Flesh and Blood is not all Kano and there's a lot of other stuff you can do, but Kano is by far my favorite.
0: I would say a minority of Flesh and Blood is Kano, but it is a very scary uh, segment of of (laughs) every meta that that he's played in. (laughs) Uh, what is your favorite weapon? Um,
1: I'm drawing a blank right now on weapons. This is embarrassing. Uh, uh, I'd say Hexagor. the pistol. Oh. <laughs> the dash's pistol is such a cool mechanic. What does Hexagore even do? That's like the blood debt one, right?
0: Yeah, it's the one that wins games. Swings uh, for six. Yeah, swings yeah, for yeah. six, and then you take damage. <laughs> up to six damage, depending on how many blood debt cards yeah. you have to banish. When when you have six cards in blood debt or in banish with blood debt, you know it's swinging for six, no damage at you. So, oh no, just, I did
1: either. That seems like a great card. We should play <laughs> yeah. more of those. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 All right. So your favorite weapon is the was Techno plasma pistol. Yeah, pistol. I have like five of those in cold foil. Whenever I saw them for cheap, I just bought them. I love that card so much. It is really really cool it was really cool now though don't let capolo hear me say that because he was just gonna rip me a new one in the discord now <laughs> <laughs> what what is your favorite equipment uh equipment
1: it's tied between two of them actually uh one of them is carrion husk uh Ooh. it's my first cold foil equipment i ever got uh i won the road the nationals traded the tunic for a bunch of cold foils and husk was one of them uh or it's talismatic lens which is a card a lot of players have to read when I play against (laughs) them. But I love that card so much.
0: I love cards that my opponents have to read. That is my favorite part of the game. And I know what Talismanic Lens does. Opt 2, right? Yep, instant speed. Opt 2, it's sweet, but it's to the point. Like, it doesn't do a ton, but Opting 2 is great. You know, it just... It just does what it needs to do. Now, what is your favorite, you know, run-of-the-mill card, your non-hero, non-weapon, non-equipment card? Like, your instance, attack actions, non-attack actions? Um. So, there's a lot of ways I could go with this.
1: But I think the simplest one would be Aether Wildfire. That card is putting Kano on the map. Oh, yeah. And... <laughs> It, it feels great every time i cast it like aether wildfire and my opponent's face is always like yeah i lose and it just feels great
0: you know in my limited time messing around with kana which i've started to do i i both love and hate that card because i don't hate it because of how it plays or how good it feels to play it i hate it because i feel like i'm looking for it in my deck <laughs> so <That's>, hard yeah. <laughs> i'm like where are where is this card you know <laughs> Uh, my my second
1: choice would be first edition foil blazing aethers. Oh my god! Uh, yeah. Just because of the flavor text. Do you know what the flavor text on that? I do, is I it's do not only on that. the first edition foils. Really? What is? Yeah, it? I believe it says, "Ha, you thought you were gonna win," or something <laughs> along those lines. And it's only first edition foils, and I need that so badly.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Was was that like the only kind of change in? Uh, arcane rising that they had
1: as far as i know it's a a one-of-a-kind like first edition foil only flavor tax i don't know why but that's what i've seen i'm like that is so cool
0: yeah yeah it is it is really neat um (laughs) i I didn't even know that that's that's pretty (laughs) cool um i'm gonna have to be on the lookout for that absolutely but that was the fresh faves thank you very much mark we are going to get to our main topic today Uprising spoilers are here, and I'm excited. Are you excited?
1: I am, but I'm not. Uh, the set's not what I expected, but I can't wait for Vegas, so...
0: Yeah, Vegas is going to be awesome. I, I can't wait to just play with the cards, because I'm going to have a little more of a connection to them, I guess. And, yes. uh Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty much it, because like it's, like it's all fun and good. In, in Flesh and Blood, I feel like the... Power level and, like, I guess, I don't know how good it feels to play with these cards doesn't come through sometimes when you read them. You actually need to play them, if that makes sense. And, yes, and um, that'll be fun on, on Friday when, when we're doing the world premiere. But what what are your thoughts on the uh, our, our three heroes? First, uh, let's talk about Droma. What are the initial reactions to Droma? Because you know, it's it's the dragon lady. She's making dragons, and she's all about red pitches, uh, you know, kind of like a cycle, like uh, the prism was on the yellow yellow pitches. And I, I imagine we're getting the blue pitch illusionist in probably a year mm-hmm. or so.
1: Yeah. Uh, she's interesting Uh, because a lot of her dragon making cards are three, four, five, or six. So her dragons are not cheap to get out there. So you need a lot of blues in there. She also wants a lot of reds. So you're this like weird mix of like, you need to run heavy hands early to make the tokens.
0: We need the blues to cast the big boys. Um, So it's, it's interesting. It, it It is interesting. It feels like to me, Uh, just my initial reaction is that th- that's only, like all your reds are just going to be the invokes in the deck, right? And then also I feel like some well i guess it's not that much of a cost right to play the really expensive ones because they're legendary and mm-hmm. and you know you can only have one one in the deck so like yeah i'm, I'm looking here at uh uh dracona optimi right the the six cost one okay. which is super super powerful effect right you know it's the invoke is six but you're getting a six attack six health dragon Whenever he attacks, reveal the top three cards of your deck. He deals arcane damage equal to twice the number of red cards revealed this way to them or an ally they control. So, like, mm-hmm. that, that is, like, I mean, a legitimately powerful effect, right? I think very, very much worth the six. But it's going to be hard to figure out the right... And I, someone's going to do it. It's not going to be me because, you know, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to figure out the right blend of dragons to like blue cards and like how many reds you actually want. But I wonder if it's almost going to be somewhat of a trap to play these really expensive ones. And they really just want to play the cheap ones. I, I think it's a
1: sideboard situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like you want the ones that are good against certain classes. Uh, So there's the one dragon, I don't know the name, but it says you can't play on your turn. Like, there's no instance. And it just shuts down Kano and Icelander. So definitely Cyborg. Here we go. Uh, Themai, opponents can't play cards or activate abilities during your turn. It's a 3-4. Like, that's great against Icelander and Kano. It's great against defense reactions. It's great against a lot of stuff. But you don't want it in every matchup, so it's gonna be interesting sideboarding wise at least.
0: True, true. I mean, you know, it is one of the cheaper ones at two two resources. So, you know, we, we have these cheap ones, like uh I think there's a zero cost one. Uh I think it uh as oh god. It's gonna be so hard doing the set review of this set because I do not know how to <laughs> pronounce any as these names Volai, are wild Um As I said, it's a zero cost one, transform it uh it's a two three it feels weird saying that this is not magic it's a better it game. feels
1: like magic at this point. this set feels very magic
0: like yeah it really does uh but you know hopefully we only get that kind of stuff with illusionist sets but you know we have whenever as voli attacks you may have him deal one arcane damage to up to any two targets that seems like the one you want a three of, right? A zero cost, like easily just pop uh, or, or transform a, an ash into this and, and kind of get that incremental damage.
1: It seems great on paper. Uh, looking at that, it seems like a great time. Uh, the one thing that's bugging me about this hero, though, and it bugs me a lot, is mm-hmm. why is Aether ash Wings Arcane Barrier 1? <laughs> yeah. tell me why like, like as the Kano player this seems like a dig at me like I that I
0: I don't know why I mean maybe my first thoughts here right are they have Arcane Barrier 1 because I don't know I, I think maybe <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know if it's a I don't even think it's top down I think it's basically to balance The limited format if that has to be it has
1: to be against icelander and limited but it feels terrible for blitz or classic constructed when i sit down with kano or icelander and they have like two or three in the battlefield it's like do i kill those first they have arcane barrier like seven now because they brought four equipment like what do i do
0: (laughs) yeah it's it's um it is it is interesting i i I don't know how much it will matter, right? I don't know how much the, um, I guess, how much will classic constructed Dromai make the ash wings or versus actually just focusing on making ashes and then turning them into dragons, you know? Correct. So, but that being said, we've seen the kind of ash wing strategy being played in, uh, in prism with with the the um, spectral shields and that's mm-hmm. a proven strategy, right? So, is that something that the 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 deck will eventually want to play? I don't know, but yeah, I, I could be wrong. I think killing spectral shields is a thousand percent
1: easier than killing a bunch of one ones they have to attack individually. You are very right. You are uh, very special, right. Command to conquer your face. I destroy all your spectral shields. If I
0: throw it at a 1-1, I just lost my c and Z, so that feels terrible. Well, well, you <laughs> you get to <laughs> block it and pop it with Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I, I also think, like, it it might be, it might not be enough for Jomai to just do that because it doesn't have the, f- um, the fallback of, of the protection, if that makes sense. Like it's it's like a lot to put that out, like put a bunch of those Aether ash wings out with no fallback plan. I feel like it's gonna want to get those big dragons out. I think, but I could be totally wrong. Um, we will see. But that's true. Yeah, and Dremely the is cool. Let's touch on the marvels really fast. These dragons look amazing in full art. They're so beautiful. I know. I know. I would, I don't. I forget how hard or easy it was to like in terms of per pack or per I box i thought it was super hard if i remember right but oh, i could boy. be i thought it was like harder than fables no am i Shh. mistaken it might be but uh, i mean i'm gonna be i'm gonna want all of them that's the real problem <laughs> that's my
1: wallet is already screaming and i haven't even bought it yet so i'm
0: um, i'm looking at this invoke Necria, like the the like kind of like shadowy dragon thing and i I'm just like, that's in incredible. Is that the water one? The That's the um the, the four and I... seven and whenever it oh, deals cool, or man. deals dam or is dealt damage, you put a minus one health counter on it. Um just absolutely out of control. Just looks like a like a bony mess and like I oh, just love it. Oh, but... I see him. That looks
1: bad. It looks like a Leviathan card almost. It looks it, like it really does. A shadowy Oh, so I cool. the art in this set is sick. They're killing it with the artists. Yeah. Uh, Liquify is another one. I'm not sure if you've seen that one. Oh, yeah. It's just fire. like a dude melting. And I love it. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, that's Dromai. I mean, it's dragons, whatever. I, I I, am interested to see how it plays out. I, I'm really interested to play with it in limited. I think it's actually going to be really fun um uh, but for constructed i to be my my thoughts are maybe Jeremiah is still not the illusionist you want to play i think maybe prism's just better right now but we we will Prism see. got some sweet tools in this
1: new set so i agree with that she's got some new cards uh the, the new defense reaction that's all you got is amazing in prism like oh. it's a yellow pitch
0: what <laughs> so so good so so good now uh Let's move to Phi, Phi or Fay What do you think is Phi or Fay Probably Phi. I is think Phi
1: sounds more badass, but yeah. Fay sounds more like it's a, it's a nicer name, right? Like
0: yeah, yeah. But I guess if we're looking at Dro Mai, it's AI. It's got to be Phi, right? The English language is weird. I don't even know. It really is. <laughs> um, what about the Wraith language? I don't know. So Phi is is is. Uh, really intriguing to me. I'm I'm super stoked with five. First of all, he he looks badass. Um, so five uh, is you know four intellect, forty health. You know, but you could start the game with a Phoenix Flame in your graveyard, and it has a once per turn instant. Pay three resources, return a Phoenix Flame from your graveyard to your hand. Activate or this ability costs one less for each Draconic Chain Link you control. So five is all about going wide right yes that's just it and i i appreciate that they didn't try to force combo into this deck to the set because mm-hmm. it's just like you know that's katsu's thing Five just wants to like hit a bunch of times and get super fiery and to be honest i feel like you know and i've made this point before that car like decks like chain have shown us that having access to more cards is is a powerful effect what do you think about five like off the off the bat Um, here
1: off the bat she seems very good um if there's no like old hymns or icelanders to slow him her down they get a lot better and they can still run combos if they want to run head jabs if they're on that kind of stuff they have access to those ninja cards with the new added draconic insane mm-hmm. go wide strategies um i think a card that's gonna be really good is tome of the firebrand one cost draw two play only if you have four more draconic chain links that's insane so yeah. they have access to card jaw they have access to go wide go against they have so many
0: ways to like manipulate the chain link it's gonna be sick And, you know, and then on top of all this, it has like excellent, you know, obviously Fi only cares or cares about Draconic chain links, but you only need three of them for you to get that free Phoenix flame back, right? So that doesn't mean you can't sprinkle in some of the the ninja heat that we've had in the past. So uh, now here's a question for you. Hi, what headpiece do you think we're going to see played with Fi? Mask or. Well, I guess they're both masks. Mask of Momentum or <laughs> Mask of the Pouncing Links?
1: I I think Mask of Momentum is still just hands down the best ninja mask. I
0: mm-hmm. uh, actually to read Pouncing do you remember what it does because. You get to. I play for. To fetch something. I, I Yeah, I guess I don't know it off the top of my head. Is it a one time effect or is it once per. I think it's a one time effect. So it's only a majestic, yeah. so it's not having that kind of ongoing effect with uh, like that like you get from momentum. I think momentum will still be the, the card to play. I think, I, it's, I, yeah. I think the chain link is still going to be like Kadachi for one, Kadachi for one, anything. And
1: now mask triggers threatened. And then if they go two or three more cards, you another mask trigger that's threatening. So, like, mm-hmm. mask is just so good at drawing a card every turn that you need to play it, I think. So you think uh, the Kadachis are still the play here for Fi? Have we seen any other weapons for ninja really that are better? I don't think there is any.
0: I think the only argument for Searing Emberblade, the the Draconic Ninja Weapon, which is a three attack, once per turn action, pay two to attack. If you control two or more Draconic Chain Links, Searing Emberblade has go again. The only argument I see for Searing Emberblade is that it is a Draconic Chain Link itself. As opposed to the Kadachis. Yeah, I guess. But that really just depends if you value the mask trigger, because like Kadachi,
1: Kadachi, it's a late game threat that forces you to block, because one damage, one damage is huge. Uh, it makes the third card you play every turn a must block, because mask trigger is going to be there every single time. Mm-hmm. It just has so many utility that Kadachis are always going to be really good, unless you need those huge chain links for some reason, that you need the extra one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, the only problem, and we we mentioned this earlier, was Icelander seems to really <laughs> poop on the five quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's but that's the risk you run anytime you 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 play go wide. But five seems to be one of the the few decks that is set up to really go wide on a super consistent basis, just with these Phoenix Flames. The Phoenix Flames and the New Fabled, like, there's so much stuff that enables this go-wide plan. Let's talk about the the New Fabled for a second, because it just somewhat got spoiled today. Because um, there was a box break, and the guy pulled it, of course— what a coincidence! Um, we say yeah. that
1: like one box, and it just happens to be there. That's not <laughs> yeah. weird at all.
0: <laughs> I'm just scrolling up to it. So the fable is called "Blood of the Drakai." It is a draconic resource gem. It ha- it pitches for red. It's a, a it pitches for one. It's legendary. When you pitch Blood of the Dr- of the Drakai, the next three draconic cards you play this turn cost one less, which uh, it it pitches for f- it pitches for four,
1: right? That's yeah, insanity, like... and it's a red pitch for when that matters. Like,
0: it's pretty pretty insane. I, I um, and we talked about this briefly before we hopped onto the mics, but it feels like the most playable legendary we've had so far, maybe outside of library. I would say it's probably the second most playable. I still think
1: Iovideo is down the best fabled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Candle's playing it. Starvo's playing it. A lot of just decks are just playing it because Opting is so big. Uh, the downside with this fabled is if you're playing against an Iceland and you have Frostbite tokens, that four doesn't really help to like a channel mount heroic. Like it helps, but it's still mm-hmm. it's still gonna be rough to fight through. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's. It's it's pretty well it's first of all, it's a beautiful looking card. If anybody hasn't seen it, take a look at it. It's it's it is interesting, you know. If the, the pro my I guess my biggest problem is that if you open it in limited in, in draft, it's it's a bomb, right? <laughs> yes. It's an absolute bomb in draft. Like like no question about it. You're like, well, I think if I open that pack three pack one right and i had been mostly on icelander (laughs) i might consider
1: i there's no way
0: way. i would i would consider it It, depending on like how like the first pack went like if i was like half and half pretty open and then kind of committed second pack i would take that and be like we're gonna make this work somehow (laughs) because it it is (laughs) it is unbelievably good but you already uh, won the draft, right? If you open that, you already sure. won. Yeah. So at this point, you just want
1: to flex it. Just play it with like 39 crack bobbles and be like, hey, we're doing it.
0: Like... <laughs> yeah, Let's go here. Take my uh, – I don't even remember the name of the – searing ember blade uh, once per turn. <laughs> um, I'm on the fatigue plan. But, uh, yeah, the the is really exciting. I, I think I think, first of all, it opens up a, a really – cool design space with these phoenix flames i'd love to see more of this in the future uh i when they had initially said that we were going to have a attack that we can add into the deck a la like crack bobble i was like are they kind of like giving us lands like in magic i i thought like that's what it was going to be like it was going to just make up for like bad drafts in a different way if that makes sense uh, but I'm glad mm. to see it actually fits in with just with just him, which is cool. But yeah, I, it's sweet. Well, actually, I guess, I, can, I guess uh, I can play it too. It's just draconic. I was gonna say, like, I think, I feel like Dromai wants it cause it's a red pitch
1: and it does red pitch things. Ah, oh, that's interesting. But I think they both want it. I think they both want the fabled, which is scary from a market side. If you have a Fable that two decks need. And like actively neat because it's so strong.
0: What do you What do you mean, man? I doesn't um doesn't Solana get played in Bolton all the time? No, I'm kidding.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, obviously like. Uh, but,
0: but who's that Bolton again? Uh, yeah, Bolton. <laughs> man, unfortunately. <laughs> he swings savers. Oh, his time and is coming. Not the
1: only Monarch hero was chain and prism. That's, that's <laughs> the ones like, what, what is
0: this? Uh, don't you dare say anything bad about Leviya on this podcast <laughs> here on thin ice. Mo.
1: So ranch and
0: Levi. Yeah. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, so, um, that brings us to Icelander, which we've already had Icelander, right? But now we're getting a little extra juice for Icelander, a full card pool kind of shaping up to actually have a a real game plan. You know, we you know, she was in in blitz, she was kind of stealing a little bit from Kano and then just the ice cards that we've had. So now she's actually going to have her own cards. What what are your thoughts, especially you as a as a wizard player? What are your thoughts on how she is going to play? What is what is like the game plan for Icelander?
1: I think she's going to be a slow controller deck. Like, give you Frostbites, try to take tempo. I think Fire Breathing is a really good card in Icelanders still. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like a blitz strategy, just like Fire Breathing you for a billion. Oh, I love that. Uh, like, I, I think she's not going to try to, like, Arcane damage every turn. I think she's going to be playing attacks. She's going to be playing a mix of Arcane plus attacks and just, like, try to get those potions on the battlefield, try to grind you out. I think you could see a fatigue plan even from her. I think her biggest weakness is Guardians and the clock. Mm-hmm. We already see the clock problem with old hims. I know when we played the team event, you had a clock problem. Like, <laughs> playing these slower decks, the clock could be your biggest enemy. And that's a big fear from, like, Ice players.
0: Yeah, well, I'll be honest with you, Mark. I have more problems than just the clock. In, in, you know, in blood, <laughs> but uh you 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 are correct though i i do think that we we are um i i i wonder if the clock will be as much of an issue because of the low lo, lower life total for her i wonder is what 36? 36 36 yeah or. that's still 4 points less
1: Every life matters. I've learned that as a Kano player. Yeah, it's ten
0: points. Ten points less than Chain and and Leviah, technically. Um. So, but and still more top eight to the pro tour. We, wow, weird. Continue though. <laughs> um. But it, it, it's, I I do think you're right. I think it's going to be a slower game. You know, chipping in some like cool wind conditions and, and stuff like that. I basically, I look at Icelander and I'm like, okay, this hero is designed to just try to be the most annoying thing at the tournament. And I, I will hate Icelander by the end of her run in Constructed, but I think it will; she will kind of serve a purpose, if that makes sense. I think she's going yes. to kind of balance out some, some stuff we've seen. I mean, we, we've we had such a aggro-heavy game for so long that we kind of need this and and it kind of solves a, a different problem uh or solves a solves it in a different way than Oldham maybe has you know Oldham very kind of do nothing if that makes sense to yeah. kind of combat that those those aggro decks but I feel like Icelander will effectively combat those decks but also do something (laughs) which is like it it, it requires her to do something
1: I agree I think Icelander can like do nothing by just giving you frostbites and slowing you down Mm -hmm. but by slowing you down she can then do something like she can take advantage of those frostbites she can throw a command of conquer or a big attack your way arsenal like a channel like frigid play channel on your turn give your frostbite slow you down again and just never let you get back into the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And th- I'm sure that it, someone's going to crack Iceland. I think there's so much potential here that we're going to see some really cool builds. And like, like we've already seen in blitz, we've seen, you know, like traditional wizard versions of her. You see just icy versions of her. You see those, that, that fire breathing slash exude confidence version of her, mm-hmm. which is like, Cool already. So there's going to be a lot of flexibility with her, which is which is pretty cool. But the card I've already the most
1: hyped for. I'm not sure we've seen it yet. It's a tome of duplicity. It was oh, uh, open yeah. in the case of uh, the box today. Have you seen that one? I did. I saw it briefly when he was opening. Alright, so it's a three cost wizard action. It's a blue. Uh look at the top two cards of your deck, then banish one. If it's a non-attack action card, you may play it this turn as though an in instant. Uh, so this kind of gives her access to, like, the Kano ability. Oh, true. So you arsenal this blue. You play it on their turn. And then you, if you have wildfire on top, you can do the traditional, like, wild, wildfire kill you plan with, like, wildfire into snapback, snapback or something.
0: That's really so cool. So it gives her, like, an explosive... The question here is, does that... Is that getting slotted into Kano as well? So I was thinking
1: about that. When I first saw this card, I'm like, it's insane. And then I saw it costed three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, this. if you Kano into it, you're paying six for one Kano activation, basically, which feels terrible. Yeah, yeah, true. If you play it on your turn, you're using your one action point for a Kano ability that lets you act two first. Like, it's weird. Yeah. I I don't think Hano's gonna want to play it, unfortunately, because it only blocks for two and it costs too much. But yeah. I think it's a great Icelander arsenal target, which is what you want.
0: Yeah, it seems to kind of be the uh, the butter for for mm-hmm. Icelanders bread. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but like, yeah, kind of gonna bring the deck together, which is cool. Now let's uh, you know, before we before we head out. Uh, let's talk about some standout cards we have and some cards that we, we want to keep our eyes on. What are some standout cards initially for you?
1: Uh, obviously, Crown of Providence is replacing Skullcap in a lot of decks. So that okay. card is just strictly broken. Um, so, how many times have you played a game where you block with Skullcap once, maybe even only one damage, and you're like, "Wow, this card was terrible." Yeah, like Crown of Providence will always be good. It always blocks for two. You can always get like a a better ability off the putting a card on the bottom of your deck to draw a new card. So I think Card of Providence, one of the best new cards. I think Kano's gonna start playing it in Blitz. Um it's just a really good card, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I have crown on my list as well here for you know just so it's gonna be a staple. And also it kind of fixes the well it doesn't fix it because Arcanite skull cap still exists, <laughs> but it functionally works as a flesh and blood headpiece where it actually cares about like your hand slash arsenal yes. uh which which our uh Arcanine Skullcat really didn't do. So and I think that's better for the game long term that we kind of stick with that kind of uh ongoing functionality. So yeah. And it's gonna be insane. I'm I'm slotting it into all my Leviat decks like right away. It's such a cool card. And how many times have you arsenal the bad card and you're like I need this out of arsenal? Now you can just block for two and get rid of it. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And, and um, yeah, that's 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 a huge one. What, what else do you got? Uh, ice Eternal, this was spoiled a long time ago.
1: It's the Ice Line of Specialization. Uh, XX Ice Fusion, create X frostbite tokens under target hero's control. Then if it was fused, deal arcane damage, equal to the frostbites they control. Oh, yeah, that's uh, insane. It's like, throw this in Arsenal, play this on their turn, and give them four or five Frostbites, deal five damage. They can't do anything. You feel
0: great. like. Now, they they still have a chance to, like, play, like, a an attack, right? Yes, yes. They're still
1: going to do something, but... Yeah, but... but you play it on your turn, even, and just laugh, if you give five or six Frostbites on your turn, it goes over to them, and they're like, I'll pitch two blues and a red, attack for, like... Oh yeah, it feels almost better on your turn right I, I think it's better on your turn but if you know you
0: throw on their turn you want to do their turn well yeah I guess like depending on the deck it's playing against but yeah Ice Eternal is like absolutely nuts one one card that I have my eyes on big time is Tome of Firebrand uh, mm, yes this, this is the uh, it's a red one for a Draconic instant play Tome of Firebrand only if you control four or more Draconic chain links draw two cards <laughs> I mean, this card is just slot that into Phi and, and go to town. It's playable in Dromai, too, which is which is mm-hmm. scary. Very, very scary.
1: Um, Another card that I think is interesting for at least Blitz is the new armor set. The Quilling Sleeves, Quilling Robes, Quilling Slippers. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think those cards are being slept on. It's kind of like one turn only armor. But it's kind of like Arcane Barrier, where like, oh, you hit me for one, I'll pitch a blue, black, one, block one, block one. Um, yeah, I, I think that card is good, and I don't think it replaces Arcane Barrier in uh, Classic Constructed. But I think if these go-wide strategies are there, you can play a Quill for kind of like Arcane Barrier and the go-wide strats. It's like one-turn Arcane Barrier, which might be good enough.
0: Yeah, I think Quill is an awesome mechanic. Um, really interesting for like commoner and stuff too. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, but yeah, I think blitz is nice to kind of like slot that in and like, not have to worry about other slots, like wasting other slots on straight AB. Um, Mm -hmm. it is, it is really neat. Really, really, really neat. Uh, something I'm pretty, I don't know if I'm excited about it, but frost hex, (laughs) the affliction aura. the Icelander specialization yes. <laughs> yes. frostbites you control have <laughs> at the beginning of your end phase this deals one arcane damage to you i mean this doesn't go away unless it's it's popped right let me pull it up really fast again yeah i'm pretty sure it just stays like on a like as like a curse or whatever which one was this again? This is Frost Hex. This is the Icelander specialization. Yep. yep. It just stays there and they have to deal with it. So you need like aura, you know, disruption or whatever. Or, or you, you can know, see the Arcane Barrier, removal. right?
1: Like it, it sucks, but
0: yeah. Well, Also,
1: it... like if you. So you get to have Frostbites at the end of your turn, though, right? So like you can just do stuff and then you don't have a Frostbite and it does no Arcane damage to you
0: oh yeah true true uh, so you, you you'd have to clear all your frostbites but yes yeah, so but then it again literally
1: nothing but it's still a threat that's always there if you have an off turn if you want to arsenal that last card instead of
0: playing the frostbite you will get punished for it yeah I think that's cool um it and it, you know it actually works pretty well with the ice eternal right uh if you ice eternal out of like if you place this on them and then ice eternal out of your arsenal on their turn, give them a bunch oh. of frostbites. And if you fused it, you give them a bunch of frostbites, deal a bunch of arcane, and then they have to they get dealt a bunch of arcane uh, from those frostbites you gave them at the with the frost. That's a cute combo. It's pretty pretty so neat. Think of that during a
1: wildfire turn. If they wildfire them into that, and a turn they still frost to take even more damage. Oh. <laughs> There we go.
0: All right. <laughs> Icelander is just banned. I don't want this card anywhere near me. This is going to be so intense, man. But uh, yeah, Icelander just like has a bunch of stuff that's like um, really going to be kind of staple and and, and and whatnot. But um, I think a card that will be important, though, is Thaw, the, the, the red two for six Draconic Attack. Um, that you can at this if it's in your graveyard at the start of your turn, you may banish and choose one destroy target frostbite, destroy target ice mm. affliction, mm-hmm. or unfreeze target frozen card. Uh, sideboard card mostly. Also, I'm very mad that it isn't a shadow brute attack, so I can just banish it whenever. <laughs> I mean, it's like that was like the the biggest tease. It was like LSS was like we hate Leviah. Um <laughs> but and then you mentioned liquify. Liquify is probably going to be really sweet. Um, it, I just love like the art. That art is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, the art is is amazing. I don't know how great it will be, but it feels pretty strong. Uh, so for for the folks at home, Liquefy is a one costed attack reaction it's draconic, defense or two it has rupture. If it is played at chain link four or higher, target attack action card gains. When this hits a hero, put a minus one defense counter on an equipment they control. Then if it has zero defense, destroy it. Handles uh, Seeds of Agony pretty well.
1: I was going to say, it's kind of... There's a lot of cards that handles that are no longer
0: going to be played, like Crown even. You can destroy <laughs> Crown, but Crown's gone. So, like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's going to... I think it's going to be scary, right? It's something that you're going to have to, like, mm-hmm. think about when you're blocking these large... Comp- or, chain links from from i I do like
1: that there's more equipment not hate but like ways to destroy equipment i think that's needed in the game when we keep on getting better and better equipment
0: Mm -hmm. ways to deal with them definitely definitely now do you have any Um, cards that you are looking out for like keeping your eyes on a little bit uh
1: i think rewind is a really interesting card that's the one Wizard instant negate target non-attack action card and return it to its owner's hand. That mm-hmm. hero gains one action point. Oh yeah, um, yeah. that's a little so uh, I, counter magic going on. Yeah, so I think I'll, I'll keep my eyes on this, not for that card exactly, but for what it means for the future of wizards. It means they're printing counter spells, but not yet. They're still kind of scared. But in the future, we might get like a three-cost actual like counter your stuff kind of card.
0: Which would be really Uh, neat.
1: Rewind is hilarious if they go like six mana dragon and you're like, nah, let's not do that right now. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I mean, Uh, it's super good against brute cards. Like, you know, brute non-attack actions. Like the ones that are carded. Yeah, they
1: discard a card and you're like, oh, that's rough. Like
0: blood rush bellows. Like, oh my God. Like how Mm -hmm. bad of a, of a, (laughs) of a turn that is. If that happens.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They committed everything. They, they pitched, they discarded the card now they have nothing left to do. Like, <laughs> it's it's a super cool card, and I love the art. I love everything about it. But I think the other card that is really pushing like, my thoughts and, like, my love for the game is... I need to find it again. Oh, no. Uh, it's the new yellow defense reaction that we talked oh, about earlier. Oh,
0: the Flakes flakes card. Uh, that all you got? Uh, yes, which is... I think... Zero, it's a yellow pitch, zero for three defense. While this is defending attack with two or less attack when the combat chain closes, draw a card. That's one of those cards that just,
1: I think it's great for the game. Mm-hmm. I think it incentivizes new players to block more and play more defense reactions, which is great. And it's great in the Agra mirrors. I'll block your stuff, I'll get my card back, which is great. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so the flavor is deck. awesome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now here's here's I... a card that I'm looking at. I so this is a card that I either think is gonna be terrible or like this crazy win con. And that's the the illusionist arms ghostly touch, the legendary. Mm-hmm. Um for the, those at home, it is whenever an illusionist attack you control is destroyed by Phantasm, put a haunt counter on ghostly touch. Once per turn action, remove a haunt counter from Ghostly Touch until end of turn. This becomes an illusionist ally with Phantasm with base attack and health equal to the number of haunt counters on it. And once per turn action, pay three resources, resources, attack, go again. So my thoughts here are, that's a lot of work for a lot of nothing. But also, if the plan is get things popped all game and then have like a huge attack to kind of finish out maybe this is something what are your thoughts
1: yeah so i when i first thought saw this i was like wow another broken prism card who would have (laughs) thought right but i thought about it and so one prism has no good arms right like prism's arms are like gauntlets or null rune like they just Mm -hmm. don't have an arm slot so that's good for them yeah yeah just put it in there if they're popping all your stuff, like if they're popping all your attacks, they're just gonna pop their ghostly touch. Yeah. <laughs> so like then you just lose your arms. Like I'll attack for five, I'll pop it. Well, I spent three at my arms to do nothing. So yeah. it's like tough because yeah, I, I
0: could see cause like right, what 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 are the decks that are popping things all the time? Like brute and brute and like older decks,
1: like the guardians, yeah.
0: Yeah. So my thoughts are like maybe in prism. Like you, kind of, it's like a, it's like a weird kind of threat of activation card, right? Right. So you are going wide with all of your, your, uh, your like auras and stuff like that. Your spectral shields and and then like even some some um, what do you call them? Uh, heralds. And if you could kind of whittle down their hand at that point in the game the likelihood of them having something to pop it with might kind of not be there, right? Does that make sense?
1: So I, I think it's a must-play in Prism because, mm-hmm. like I said, you have no good arms anyways.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I, you have to pay three for this, so you need a blue, and then you need to play other... Like, you're not going to attack with this first, right? You're no, not just no. going to be like, I'll activate this, swing, unless you have, like, an air addition in your hand and you're trying to bait the pop. Like mm-hmm. the card is very good, but it's only good at like second cycle. And if so things are popping, there. yes, exactly. If things are popping, you're probably winning. Though, let's be honest: if your heals, protections, and stuff are hitting them, you're probably mm-hmm. winning the game to
0: begin with. Um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. My thoughts are, and you you mentioned this, right? You need a blue, right? So mm-hmm. we've seen the yellow cycle of illusionist. We've seen the red cycle of illusionist. I have to imagine this is going to be something that's good or, like, playable in the blue cycle of Illusionist, whenever we get it. Mm -hmm. A little weird that we got it now, but also kind of cool, just flavor-wise, we got this, like, weird, spooky version of Illusionist. The art is beautiful. It's so cool. I want this card so bad, uh, and I will probably never play it until... The, the blue illusionist kind of comes out. I'm assuming that's what's, what we're gonna get. So that's something that I want to. I'm keeping my eyes on, but I don't think, you know, it's gonna be the best. But that means another said, thing about the blue it's... pitch is Frightmare, which is a three cost, thirteen
1: attack. Oh yeah, I love that. Card. Again, once the blue pitch illusionist deck comes out, that's another three cost. Like it's another big hitter for that deck.
0: Yeah, it really is. And oh, God, that card's so cool. Uh, you know, for uh, cost three, it's, pitch, it's a red pitch, 13 attack, no defense, has Phantasm. Uh, you can only play it if an uh, illusionist attack action card you control has been destroyed by Phantasm this turn. So obviously, they're just setting up for the blue illusionist, right? Like all yeah, these. It's like, gotta be. They, it just only cares about uh, Phantasm popping, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like spooky stuff which is cool um any any other cards that you know you you got your eyes on or or that you you really think stand out uh
1: i think another one is succumb to winter it was another card that was open in the box today i'm not sure if you've seen that one i haven't tell me what that one does Uh, So it's a blue pitch who would have guessed elemental wizard action you know (laughs) me with my wizard cards Yep. (laughs) Uh, it costs three and has ice fusion Deal three RK damage target hero if succumb to winter was fused and targets a hero, destroy a frozen card in their arsenal. If it was frozen and targets a frozen ally, destroy that ally. Ooh. That's cool. So it's kinda it's a way to destroy arsenal cards if it's already frozen, which we've seen a few ways to freeze arsenal cards
0: already. Yeah. And it's a way to kill those big dragons with one card. Oh, that's really that's that's gonna be something that is going to come up quite quite a, quite, a few times I think. It's a three cost but it's a blue and it blocks for three so like
1: I like these interesting I'm going to freeze your arsenal and now it's destroyed so whenever your arsenal is frozen it sucks because you want to obviously play the arsenal card you're planning a big turn but it can also just get destroyed and you can't do anything about it you'll just
0: be sad yeah and you know we don't want to be sad Mark I want what? you to be sad as Firefire. <laughs> but... Um what one card oh god, I'm blanking on the name real quick that just I just thought of that I am excited to play with. Um it is a rupture card. What was that first rupture card we saw? Was that breaking point? I think it was breaking point. I gotta scroll all the way back up here, but I'm also scrolling with you. Scrolling together. Oh man, did they spoil a lot of cards or something? A lot of these. Oh my was, god! Lava burst. No, that wasn't it. Uh breaking Control point. A website that has all the spoilers. That'd be great. <laughs> I think there is one, but we we just don't know what breaking point was. <laughs> um, it was it's, it's the TCG player bundle promo. It's the the one. Uh, the red was one cost for five attack three defense. If it is played as chain link four or higher, it has when this hits a hero, destroy all cards in their arsenal just a, just seems like a perfect little button to put on your your go wide turns you know one for five is a great break point and on on top of that you I mean we see how good command and conquer is let's destroy those arsenals you know and if they're throwing this out there and it's already
1: chaining four or higher you've probably already blocked because of mask right like mm-hmm. mask trigger if you're playing mask is there. Uh, it doesn't have to be a draconic chain link either. Yeah. Uh which makes Gadachi Gadachi anything into this
0: scary. Yep. Yeah. And I, it's playable in Droma as well, which is worth noting. Yes. Which And you can uh razor reflex it. You
1: can snap dragons it. So the, the chain link doesn't have to end with this card either.
0: Oh man. It's uh, it, I think this one's like low key, like one of the scariest cards that we're gonna have to face against in these draconic decks. Yeah, the art's beautiful too. Oh, I got
1: yeah. The art in this set might be my favorite art of all time in Flesh
0: and Blood. It really is. I mean, I, I've, I, it's like, it's like a. You can almost expect me to love the art in Flesh and Blood every set, but truly, just like, I just like fire in general. Just like plays so well on On mm-hmm. the card, and then on top of that, I think the sand stuff is really neat too.
1: Um, it is,
0: it's it, really cool. Like, it's going to be a nice little bit of a uh, contrast for the the rest of the set. But yeah, um, so I think that's going to do it for today. Um, you know, do you have any quick thoughts on how limited it's going to go? I think it's going to be tons of fun. Like, just looking. Oh, at I'm this so set.
1: excited for Friday. Friday is the Vegas event, and I think this limited set is going to be a ton of fun. I think it's going to take a while. Like Drafting is going to be very hard to get used to. I'm used to just jamming old him and just (laughs) drawing the game out. And I I think every class wants to go a completely different direction with what the cards they want,
0: Mm -hmm. that
1: you're going to have three viable heroes. And I think Icelander might be the best, just by looking at the pure, like, what every deck's trying to do kind of thing. Mm-hmm. but starting at 18 life is a thing in limited. So I'm very curious to see like where this goes and how it plays out. Um, Vegas will be exciting this weekend. I know you
0: have a team, I have a team. So just a big weekend coming up. hundred percent. And it, it is kind of cool. Just, you know, you can kind of tell that Icelander counters five, Phi. Phi seems to counter Dromai. Dromai seems to counter Icelander. So I think it should be a well-balanced format. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. And hopefully yeah 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 and also something worth noting i saw in that box break earlier that scar for a scar is reprinted in there which is going to be yes such a good first pick i feel like so so a reprint that's huge like this is the first card we've seen really reprinted isn't it in another e- set yeah outside uh yeah i think that's well outside of like dull cap yeah i think and, and yeah, uh yeah yeah like, like for
1: commons like that means commons can get reprinted in future
0: sets which i think is sick i think it's it's good for the game. It's good for the game. Things are going Great well. Game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thank you, Mark, for coming on. This is a ton of fun. I could have talked about this all day. Can you please plug all of your things?
1: Yeah. So follow me on Twitter and YouTube at Mobogsley. Uh, as soon as this episode goes live, I'll be doing a giveaway for five play mats, some sleeves. Just kind of like celebrating that I was finally on this amazing podcast with <laughs> this amazing man. So look out for that. Uh, Do
0: I Uh, I have to enter for that?
1: Uh... If you want to win, you know, I'll be giving away some playmats, so (laughs) it's up to you. I'll let the good people enter. (laughs) I don't want to, you know, steal Uh, the glory. What else is there? Yeah, if you ever see me at an event, I'll probably be my Team set jersey, wearing my Lightning McQueen cracks. I'm always open to talk all things flesh and blood.
0: Yeah, um, and and you'll probably see him trolling me at some point uh, <laughs> at any of these events. Now it's this is gonna be interesting. Although I guess technically we had it in Jersey, but you know Jersey was so hectic. But this weekend we're gonna have you and Coppolo in the same convention center, and if both of you guys come over and start trolling me, I might I might just quit the game. I don't know. We'll see. I don't- I don't think I've ever trolled you once in my life. I mean, we were teammates at Team Indie. Like, we were
1: best friends in Indie, in the Blitz event. Uh, I took out to dinner that night to the nice yard house.
0: Oh, yeah. When have oh, I ever yeah. trolled you? I don't oh, see a single situation. like. Uh, you know, it's it's just just on Twitter already today. Uh, uh, you have And then me. if anybody is going to Vegas, be sure to get a bottle of
1: ranch and give it to good old Tommy. He loves his ranch, so oh, don't forget yeah. about that.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, uh, you you guys can find me on uh, Twitter at FreshBudsPod. You can YouTube, Fresh and Buds, subscribe, you know, rate all the, the podcasts if you listen to the audio. Audio is, is king, in my opinion. Uh, you can join the Discord, the Buds. Mo's in there. He hangs out sometimes. Uh, we talk about all kinds of fun stuff. We ha- we get games jamming all the time. We have a, you know, looking for game channel where, you know, we got we got a bunch of cool guys and guys and gals always playing there and um uh, i'm always hanging out as well uh and i always end the the episode talking about food and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna let you mark just here's your chance to talk about (laughs) go ahead talk about (laughs) do it
1: um so my favorite kind of food is mexican food i think it's hands down the best food all right. But I, I think is the superior dipping sauce. Uh, however, there is bad, so don't go get like your Hidden Valley. Like that stuff is garbage, straight up like disgusting. <laughs> but you know, like Gordon Ramsay Burger Burger in Vegas. If you've never been, highly suggest it. All right, maybe we'll go this weekend. One hundred percent, it's a date. Uh, and <laughs> their has cheese in it. It is to die for some of
0: the best I've ever had. Interesting. But no, like you know what else has cheese in it? Blue cheese. Blue cheese? Yeah, <laughs> but that's moldy cheese. That's like <laughs> uh, you know, it's just building up our immunity for all kinds of bacterial uh diseases. And you know, I'm a healthy guy and I, I attribute it to all the blue cheese I eat and yeah. I guess drink. Um, but I say we have a general gentleman's agreement this vegas
1: this weekend we should go to our restaurant you have some blue cheese i have some blue cheese you have (laughs) and we settle our differences i have your sauce you have my sauce and we firm handshakes
0: all around i will consider it it's got to be good (laughs) because i I can't (laughs) i can't do i can't do it man i just can't but all right mark thank you so much please check out mo bogsley he's he's an awesome guy and and um you know if you see him in the uh the tournament sphere be sure to beat him and tell them that the buds (laughs) beat him but all right everybody please have a good week